0: Welcome to Dad Up, the podcast show for dads about dads being dads. I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, I hope you enjoy listening. Please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss anything. Tim Malcolm has joined me on Dad Up today. Tim is not only a reality TV celebrity on one of the hottest shows on TV right now, but he and his ex-fiance, Veronica, have their own TV time vlogcast show on OnlyFans called Tim and Veronica. They are very entertaining, so make sure you go check that out. Tim also has a YouTube channel called Tim Malcolm and he is the owner of Gringo Custom Guns. Tim shares his very interesting story on being a dad. Even though he does not have any biological kids, he has played a very significant role as a dad to his daughter. The impact he has had and the role he has played as a dad is commendable, and I'm sure you'll feel the same after hearing his journey. His relationship with not only his ex-fiancée Veronica and their daughter is remarkable, and you will hear just how much Tim cares about both of them. He enjoys his time with his daughter and gives some great examples on his dad experiences in dealing with some very sensitive topics. Please welcome Tim Malcolm to Dad Up.
1: Tim, thank you very much for joining me on Dad Up today. I appreciate it. I'm really looking forward to our conversation. Um, I'm really kind of curious to hear about your parenting perspectives and styles. So welcome to the show, brother. Hey, thank you for having me. I'm excited
2: to be here. Uh it's definitely a unique type of podcast. I'm glad that somebody is focusing on the dad because a lot of people focus just on the moms. But dad's right. are in a certain role too.
1: Yeah. Absolutely. You know, and that's the, that's kind of my idea behind the show is just, you know, we, we you know, dads get stuck with this kind of the stigma of just being the babysitter and you know, I'm trying to encourage and inspire dads out there that may be struggling with issues, various issues, um, that to listen to the show and then kind of Absolutely. Well, cool. For my listeners who don't know who you are, could you tell me a little bit about yourself, kind of your backstory, and then uh, what you do now, and also how many kids you have?
2: Well, so uh, my name is Ben Malcolm, and I just turned forty in uh, June, so I just hit the big four zero. I've been a reality TV personality for about two years, and I own Gringo Guns, which is a custom gun business doing like gold plating and, and that type of thing. I, I tell people that my guns are more art. Uh, most people that buy my guns don't buy them, uh, intending to fire them. So uh, for the anti-gun people, I always try to tell them, like, you know, I'm not selling like the guns that people are using to do bad things. These are guns that are going to be passed down as like family heirlooms. And then my third job is I've got, you know, I do a podcast with uh, my ex fiance Veronica, and I do a game stream on YouTube. So <laughs> I, I, I've got a lot of, lot of irons in the fire, so to speak. But then on top of all that, I mean, obviously, I'm a dad. And my daughter, she just turned 13. And it's a funny story. I've raised three kids in my adult life. My very first girlfriend, we got together when I was 18. She had a daughter and a son with no father present. So we were together for almost 10 years. And I raised them, you know, that whole time. In fact, we even legally changed their last name to mine. And we were in the adoption process, kind of. Uh, when we when we broke up and I think that Mm -hmm. her new boyfriend which has now become her husband was kind of like those aren't his kids so she slowly bled bled them out from me being able to see them Uh, and every once in a while especially now that I'm a public figure I hear from her you know once or twice a year and she'll give me an update on on those two kids but Veronica was my fiance she had a daughter when I met her that I think was a year and a half old and Again, the father had chosen to not really be a part of her life. So I started raising her. And when me and Veronica split up after about seven, seven and a half years, I chose to remain a dad in her life. And Veronica was very supportive of that. So, you know, it's funny, you know, we've worked together on TV as exes. We're, you know, best friends and we also still co-parent. And, and and it's crazy because you know she's not biologically my daughter, but in her mind. In fact, we didn't tell her that I wasn't her real dad until we broke up, which was when she was probably about nine, around nine years old. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the kids had started asking questions at school like, "Your la- your mom's last name is Rodriguez, your dad is Malcolm," and then she had her father's last name, so. I think it was going to start to come out anyway. We were able to get around it for a while, but, you know, we had always intended to tell her. We just didn't know. You just don't know when is the best time to, you know, sit a kid down and, and right. tell them something like that. But she, she took the breakup really hard. I mean, you know, our dad was leaving. And so the, the mom had talked to a psychologist and thought that it would be the, the best idea to go ahead and talk to her about it. But I've remained in her life now. Again, I don't know about you and, and your kids and situation, but at 13, my daughter, you know, she's got friends and, and, and they're, you know, always wanting to get together and have sleepovers. So she, I'm not as involved with her as I would like to be. She, she's just too busy for mom and dad now. But, you know, I still am there, especially like uh, I'm always a parent that gets called if there's an issue. I'm a little bit more strict, I think, than Veronica is with her. You know, or if even if, you know, if Chloe's gotten bullied at school or something, she's got two parents that are both public figures that are constantly in the media. So, you know, I always am am very cautious. When you're on reality TV, not everything that's said about you is always nice. Mm -hmm. And with technology, kids have the ability to Google their parents and read all this stuff. So that's been a little bit of a challenge, you know, on just making sure that. Nobody at school has taken that out on her. It's been life-changing for me. I like being a dad. I I loved it. Even when I was in my teens, you know, 18, 19, I was never the guy that was hopping from girl to girl. I was always looking for something more stable. I really liked the family life. And since I ended up being with my first girlfriend for so long and I got to live, you know, that family life of raising two kids, I got used to it. And it was uh, very natural for me to go from that Veronica, who had a small daughter,
1: for you to step into that role as really the dad and maintain the relationship, especially with Chloe, I have to commend you because there's a lot of dads and, and dads that are step dads or even dads that are biological dads that, uh, when things get rocky within the relationship, they tend to step out and they tend to kind of fade off and fade away, and, uh, and you have it. So I commend you for that. That's that's well, thank remarkable. You.
2: Thank you. It's funny. It's kind of split. You know, I read comments online and it's odd to me how many women actually are, against, you know, I thought that it was like one of those things that any woman would respect that about me immediately just because mm-hmm. you're right. I mean, there's a lot of real dads that, and by no means, I'm not claiming I'm father of the year or anything. I mean, I've made mistakes as a parent and, and probably will make more. I think we all do, you know, uh, yeah. But um, I, I've always tried to just think, you know, it's, it's not the kid's fault that, that her mommy and, and daddy can't, can't make the relationship work. And I really, you know, love her. And I love spending time with her. So, I mean, it, losing her not only was like losing my daughter, it was like losing like a little friend in a way. And mm-hmm. uh, Veronica and I, you know, it's funny, we raised Chloe the exact opposite of if there's a book called how to raise a kid properly it would have been the exact opposite of that uh we did we did everything the wrong way we raised her as a friend we you know we didn't shelter her you know from seeing r-rated movies let's say uh, she's heard every word under the sun and she's the best kid ever i mean she's so wow. polite she speaks so well and we often joke about that, how like we should have this hellacious hell, hellion of a kid, you know, that mm-hmm. just is always in trouble and in detention or something. But she's always a B honor old student, gets great grades, has good friends, uh, you know, and she's a sweet, sweet girl. We've done a great job. Uh, and it, it's still surprising. So that teaches you there that, you know, those parents that are like literally putting their kids on no sugar diets and, oh, my God, like, uh, I won't let my kids watch this or do this or do that, trying to make them prodigies of what they think will help them become a productive member of society. That doesn't always work. And, and the approach we took was our parents had kind of done that to both of us. Mm. And we don't resent our parents or anything, but we, we tend to do the opposite of all the stuff that our parents tried to make us do. So we just kind of let Chloe make the decision what she wanted to do, and you know, within certain boundaries, we, right. we let her make her
1: own decisions, and it and it's worked. So, well, that's awesome. Now, I mean, you you clearly, and, and just based on everything she said, you clearly enjoy uh, being a dad and being that dad figure for Chloe. But what what have you enjoyed most about it?
2: It was different, you know, having the two kids early on. Mm-hmm. I. I don't think I appreciated being a dad as much. That situation, I felt a lot more forced. I was young. You know, I don't think I was quite ready for the responsibility that came with having two children. You know, for example, a lot of couples that don't have children, they take for granted just being able to get off work on Friday and say, hey, let's go to the beach this weekend. Or, you know, let's go out to dinner. I mean, when when you have children, it changes the whole dynamic of the relationship. And uh, it, it really limits, you know, as to what you can do to kind of keep the romance going. Um, But with one child, I found it to be very interesting. When I had two children, they tended to play a lot with themselves, and I seemed to have more free time with their mom. It's like they had a playmate. Right. Uh, When you've got one child, the parents are the playmate. So that kind of got me more into being a Dad because obviously Chloe was you know, leaning on us a lot more for her entertainment, and I don't know. It just—I really just enjoyed. You know, kids are really gullible, and I could play jokes on her, and we would joke around. And she definitely has a lot of. It's funny, people will meet her and they don't know she's not biologically mine, and they'll they'll look at me and say she is a spitting image of you. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, it's funny because they're right. I mean, children are a product of their environment. It doesn't matter if you were the sperm donor or not. She's a lot like me. In fact, what's the funniest thing is I'm a hypochondriac, and that's something I dealt with my whole life. And now she is. So it's not something oh, you wow. inherited through blood. But uh, cause her, the, the Veronica always jokes and is like, oh my God, you, you're so much like your dad. It's crazy how science works with that, that, uh, you know, really just, it it really just matters who raises you, not who made you. But I I don't know. To to answer your question, uh, a finite answer is hard to say. I think that she made me be a better man. She made me selfless, you know, thinking about her first and, uh, just, you know, watching a kid grow up is sad to me now, actually. I'm, I miss, like, I, I feel like that, like, five to nine, five to eight year period, is the funnest. And I mean, now, don't get me wrong. I mean, like, you know, Chloe, she speaks like an adult, and she tells adult jokes, and it's like having another adult in the room, but I I miss that time period where I could sit down and watch a scary movie with her, and she would actually get scared, or or little things like that. I've enjoyed every step of the way, except, you know, for any new parent, the first year is rough. It's rough. It definitely, if you're not used to being around kids, kid, can can take a toll on you. It's a lot of adjusting, but it gets better. Uh, I'll say that for you, new parents <laughs> out there, it does get better. Uh, and they say terrible twos. I would probably say more terrible threes or terrible fours because once they learn that they can say no and talk back, is when you start really having some some issues. But uh, luckily, Chloe was. He never was like a, a really bad temper tantrum child or anything so i, I was very very fortunate with uh, the one that i got
1: you know she kind of brings out the i guess the child in you right she kind of brings out the silliness in you and and, and that's, that seems to be what you, what you enjoy about it
2: yeah well it's that and it's again i think as we get older as human beings you want to feel like I don't know about you, but one of the things I guess when I think about dying is that you want to feel like you left something behind that you can be proud of, and that's Chloe for me. Some to, to some people it's accolades or achievements, and you know, or, or they, they they want to be famous and remembered for doing something. You know, maybe a scientist wants to be remembered for inventing something or something. But for me. Chloe is what I want to leave b- behind as my proudest achievement of just, you know, a really intelligent, great, you know, good-hearted member of society that, you know, I think will will do something to help the world or help people. So she's kind of like my, uh, you know, people will say like, oh, I'm living uh, vicariously through you or whatever. But right. for me, it's like knowing that I've raised her and uh, I've been a part of her life. It just makes me feel better about my life. I don't know if that makes sense to you or not. but uh, yeah absolutely i think i think i said it very poorly but that that's kind of what it is but yeah definitely brings out the kid in me you know we we have our our little dad and daughter things you know we all and she's a jokester she she loves joking around she's got a great (laughs) sense of humor so she's always been good for me and uh making my days brighter that's for sure
1: awesome now you uh you kind of uh Touched on uh, kind of discipline, and you indicated that maybe Veronica is a little little more stern or more disciplined, reflects discipline on her a little bit more than maybe you do. But how do you guys deal with discipline in the co parenting
2: relationship? Well, so here's the thing since Chloe lives with her mom, Veronica is, I think, because Veronica was kind of raised by her grandparents. Her dad was a very successful lawyer, and he was hardly ever at home. And her way, she, she kind of has the I want to give my daughter everything uh, monetarily view. Like she, you know, she's the parent that Chloe needs to go to if she wants the new iPhone, you know, or, or something like that. And because of that relationship, I don't think Chloe respects her as much. So if there's a problem, Dad always gets the call from Mom of Mom saying I I can't deal with this and and she needs me to do it because. You know, I, I'm not saying that you're supposed to be more terrified of your dad, but I definitely was a child. Right. Like, I would much rather deal with my mom than deal with my dad. I mean, I just think, you know, I don't know if it's just a, a man thing, you know, if we're just more intimidating. But to be honest, at her age now, we're not having to really discipline that much. But there, there was a time period that she was having some issues at, at school and at camp. And I think at one point, like, she even... uh her shoe off and threw it at the bus driver. I mean, there, a couple of times I got, I got called to sort that the, the most curious one was, you know, and Chloe's a sweetheart, but a kid was bullying her at school. And, you know, I'm a gun dealer. Chloe's growing right. up seeing guns and, and, uh, Chloe just blurted out because very much like her mother, they, they speak a lot of times without thinking. And she blurted out my daddy, uh, is a gun dealer and I'll have him come to school and shoot you Ooh, um, yes. and you know at a school in these days but I mean this was years ago but obviously I mean we've tried to stress to her I think it's important to stress the kids not to be pushovers but obviously to try to conduct yourself in a very you know professional manner at all times and and it's been even tougher I mean uh I, you know it's very different now because both of her parents are public figures so we, we constantly have to stress to her. Our life isn't the same it used to be. If something, if you do something really dumb, Mm -hmm. that can end up being a big deal. You know, if the media picks it up or so, that's been an adjustment for her as well. Not to mention, like, even when I was filming shows, you know, I had to talk to Chloe about, like, don't tell your friends spoilers because that's a contract violation. You know what I mean? And and we, we, we had to ask a lot out of her that normal kids don't have to experience. So, but she's really pretty, uh, I want to use the word docile, but really just well-behaved now. She's calmed down, son. She's learned to manage. I mean, she's Cuban. You know, Veronica's Cuban. They've got fiery tempers, and Chloe's real dad and her mom are both Cuban. So, you know, Chloe got a little bit of that, but, you know, she she's learned to manage it, I'll say. So we, we haven't had to to do any major discipline in a long time but I mean I always tell I don't care how old you are if you screw up one of us is going to tell you because and I always tell I'm like Chloe if we don't point it out to you and tell you what you did is wrong who is you know what I mean so I'm like you know don't take it as uh, like that's always trying to you know ride your butt and uh, just point out everything you're doing wrong but that's what parents are for and unfortunately because of the way we raised her more like a friend sometimes we have to remind her that or your mom and your dad at the end of the day first. right. Uh, so, you know, don't, don't expect us to, to keep giving you these get-out-of-jail-free passes. I mean, I guess, yeah. that's a long answer to a short question, but.
1: Yeah, it's, it's important that we have, it's our responsibility to hold our kids accountable. We can have our own parent, our own discipline or parenting style and doing the discipline, but um, holding our kids accountable, I mean, it's only going to, if you don't, you're only setting them up for failure in the future.
2: Yeah, and that's the thing. Now it's like there, there are some people that say that spanking your children or it's child abuse. I don't know about you, but I got my ass beat when I was a kid. Right. And I'm glad. I'm glad because it, it, yeah. it taught me. Um, and I, I think that there obviously is a line you can cross where it, it, it's not discipline anymore and it is abuse. But uh, I I would say as a father that if you care about your child, you will do anything For them not to make irreversible mistakes, you know, especially when it comes to drug use or you know, unprotected sex. And unfortunately, like at 13, we weren't even like talking about sex. And these kids are growing up so much faster than we did. She's got a, a full figure now at 13. I mean, you would think she was 17 or 18. And that's now what's on my radar because, you know, when I'm out in public with her, I see men that are way older than she is, look at her. And I I know they don't understand she's 13 because, God, if I didn't know, I mean, she looks 17, 18, 19 years old. But, you know, that's something that my parents (laughs) always made that an awkward subject. Like, I never felt comfortable talking to my parents about sex and, you know, uh, that type of thing. But I I will say I think that is very important with children today because they are doing – you know, I hear stories of, like, things that are going on in middle school that will make parents die. You know, you will you'll, you'll yeah. have nightmares that night. They're, they're doing a lot of, a lot faster than we were, and they're growing up a lot faster. And with access to the Internet, yeah. you have know, that chain, kind of game-changed everything, too.
1: So. Yeah, you guys, and you guys have to be careful because of your celebrity status. You and Veronica have to be especially careful and, and with her, uh, especially out in public, and, mm. uh, you know?
2: Luckily, uh, it, it's like, a, we let Chloe have an Instagram, but me and Veronica both monitor it. You know, she has appeared, Chloe's appeared on TV a couple of times and, uh, on a couple of different shows. And, uh, she's even helped do logistics on, uh, one of the shows while the quarantine's been going on. I mean, for us to be able to keep doing one of the shows, uh, she was homeschooled and, um, you know, we didn't have a, crew so we relied on her to do a lot of things that uh you know a lot of kids want to do but we've been lucky i mean i always say you know i don't i read bad comments about me all day and bad comments about ronica all day but I, i've never really seen anything bad about chloe and that is the only thing that matters to me mm-hmm. uh you know get really low sometimes but i think we yeah. talk about it's if, if, When people talk about Trump's kid, I feel the same way. Like, you can hate him and you can hate Melania all you want if if you don't like Trump. But when you start talking about his 10-year-old son, that's kind of immature and ridiculous. I mean, like, uh, the kid can't help who his parents are. And, you know, there's a lot of suicides. Uh, A lot of people don't realize this, but there's a lot of suicides from people that have been on reality TV you know, from online bullying and that type of thing, and I, mm-hmm. I, I experienced a ton of bullying when I was a child, and we were poor, I had big glasses, I was nerdy, you know, and uh, I never want her to go through that, especially because of who her parents are, Right. And so uh, it is very much something that we're concerned with, you're right, it's, it's a big point of,
1: uh, we, we put a lot of thought into that. You and Veronica do a fantastic job of co parenting. Um, what do you think are the foundations of your co parenting relationship that make it successful?
2: Well, that all goes de- realistically, you know, that's a big answer to a one part of the equation. I mean, exes in general, kid or not, usually have a hard time being friends. And we weren't. Right. It, it took us a, a, about a year. And really what it comes down to is at the end of a relationship, there's going to be anger and uh some ill feelings towards each other no matter whose fault it was or who initiates it and we managed to get through that you know with chloe we we became friends again and and i i will say that things have been a lot better for chloe since we were able to both move past the feelings from the relationship mm-hmm. and become friends and 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 then you know We still do. We do birthdays together. And, and, you know, even on Christmas, a lot of times I'm there on Christmas Day uh, while she opens her gifts. So being friends with each other has made us be better parents. And we get a lot of criticism for that because people, society has deemed it so inappropriate to be close friends with an ex that it's almost like looked down upon. But because of that, we've been able to... Chloe still feels like she has both of her parents around all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the child has benefited tre- tremendously from that. You know, um, I'm not saying it's, it's possible for everyone. I mean, obviously there's some, you know, exes that just no matter what could never be mm-hmm. friends. But if you can't be friends, you should at least be nice to each other in front of the child. I mean, for me, my parents divorced when I was, I think, nine or ten. and it was awkward for 10 or 15 years to even be in the same room as them. Right. And I never wanted Chloe to feel that way. You know, we've done our best. I mean, like I said, I'm not saying we've never made mistakes and, you know, I mean, Veronica definitely still fight every once in a while, even though we're not in a relationship, but uh, you know, we try to keep it away as much as possible from Chloe and just focus on being the best parents we can be for her.
1: You know, and you're right. A lot of times the couples uh, split up and there's so much animosity between the couples that they don't even, they, they forget about the child and what the child is going through. They're more worried about themselves and how, to, how they're dealing with their ex. Well, um, and,
2: and, and something else I see that is a big no-no but it happens is the child ends up being used as yeah. a pawn almost um, as, as something to use against someone else to hurt them. And that really one of the most terrible things you can do i mean i'm gonna say this not not from a sexist standpoint but i see it more with women because typically when a divorce happens you know women are awarded custody in most cases and i've seen it happen to more men where the woman starts using the child against the man because she's scorned or because she wants you know, more child support or this or more that. And I'm not saying that, you know, all women are bad or evil and that a man's never used a child against a woman, but, you know, just the way that things are set up in this country as far as uh, custody and and, and whatnot. uh, I think that a lot of people make a mistake with that because uh, the child is not a materialistic object. It's a a human being with feelings. and, And children, I think, are a lot smarter than we as adults often realize they are, they know a lot more of what's going on and they understand a lot more than we think. So be careful with that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I talk about it all the time. Kids are watching regardless of their age, they're watching everything that we do and how we act and how we interact with each other. So um, they see that, they learn from that. And uh, you don't want that that bad behavior to, to be that learned behavior, you know? No, absolutely. Now, I don't have daughters. Um, I have two boys. My oldest is 21, about to to graduate college, and my youngest is 19. I got a basketball scholarship to play at uh, Hope International University in California. So I don't have daughters. So I I can't kind of touch on the topic. But it can be hard for a dad to relate to an almost teenager or teen daughter. How do you make sure that you stay connected with what's going on with Chloe? That's difficult. Uh, You know,
2: luckily... We're younger parents, so we're still kind of in tune with pop culture and, Mm -hmm. you know, kind of what's relevant in the world. And a lot of times that's how I try to connect with Chloe is through television or movies or media music because it is very difficult to, you know, have common interests with someone with that big of an age difference. But as a dad, I got to tell you, My main focus, number one out of anything, is knowing what's going on in her life, who she's hanging out with, to make sure that nothing bad or no one that's going to influence her badly is around. Uh, Second would be trying to stay connected with her. But the dad part of me kicks in thinking, "Mm, I remember when I was a boy, 14, 15 years old, what, what was going through my mind. And I know she's getting to that age where that's going to start to become and not necessarily an issue, but something that she may experience. So um, and obviously, Veronica spends a lot more time with her than I do, because Veronica, you know, she lives with Veronica. Right. But um, it's not really that hard uh, for me because Chloe... She she loves Star Wars. She's into some geeky stuff, kind of like me. You know, we always have something to talk about. I remember there being a couple of years where Veronica felt she was having a hard time to connect with Chloe. But Chloe's a lot more like me when it comes to what she's interested in. I mean, Chloe goes with me to horror movie conventions and, you know, she'll stand (laughs) up with me to meet actors and stuff. I mean, she's kind of all into the same stuff that I am. Veronica's more the one that you know, Veronica's into fashion and expensive brand shoes, and see, Chloe's more of a tomboy. So I got lucky in that sense, where I've never really had an issue connecting with her. But who knows? Things change. And, you know, kids, Yeah. I'm not the same person I was at 13. I'm not even the same person I was at 30. Now at 40, so right. Uh, we'll see if that changes in the future. But to be honest, I I have a hard time even fathoming ever having a hard time connecting with her. We just always seem to connect so well
1: that's awesome Tim um yeah that's it's so important and as she grows up and and gets later into her teen years she's going to be you know she's going to be wanting to have more of her independence and and hanging out with friends even more and that's going to be tough on you but it sounds like you guys have a pretty tight bond so that's remarkable brother
2: Well, yeah. I mean, again, I always say, you know, I don't ever claim to be the best parent, uh, the best dad, but, you know, I think it's about consistency. If you tell your child you're going to do something unless, you know, an emergency pops up or something like uh, my daughter has faith in me that if her daddy says something, he's going to do the best of his ability to make it happen. And just like with a relationship, uh, even though it's not a romantic relationship with your child, but the same foundation, you know, loyalty, trust, those type of things, I think, play a big uh, big factor. And uh, that's one thing that I always wanted her to do was to believe in me and believe in my word. That's what's Mm. always been most important to me with her is her knowing that if I tell her something, she can count on me. And I feel like I've accomplished that because... uh, Mm. Like the only thing that would get me a spanking by my mother when I was a child was lying. If mm. you told the truth, it didn't matter what you did, she wouldn't spank you. But she couldn't, my mom had a thing against liars. And I guess that instilled in me because now it's one of my biggest pet peeves about people. And we've always told Kobe that, you know, it's, it's tell us the truth. And we're not saying you're not going to be in trouble. But it's not going to be nearly as bad as if you lie about it. So right. for that reason, he felt more comfortable, you know, talking to us. Like, I'm telling you, uh, it, it's something that people that spend time around the three of us often say to me is how envious they are and how open the three of us are with each other. I mean, I'm not going to say that we don't have any secrets. I mean, obviously, there's some things that Veronica and I can't share with Chloe, but Chloe is very involved with a lot of things that a lot of kids aren't with their parents. She hears us talk about finance and she you know like Veronica just got her a credit card so like we learned to teach her about money and teach her how to manage money and how to save money so you know little details like that That a lot of times you feel like it's kind of a taboo subject with your parents uh we've just always been very open and upfront with her and wanted her to ask questions and and be involved because again that's something very important when the kid uh, goes off on their own uh, you know, mommy and daddy can't always be there to, to tell them the right answer in the moment. Once they don't live with you anymore, yeah. so um, you know, I'm I'm confident that by the time she's out in the real world, there will not be much that she's not already seen. I don't mean, think there'll be anything that she's shocked by. And
1: some people would say that's a bad thing, but I, I think it's a good thing. I agree. Um, that's awesome. I, I really appreciate you sharing all that. That's great, Tim. Well, let me ask you this. If my listeners wanted to look you up, kind of learn a little bit more about you, uh, um, where can they do that? How can they find you? And then um, also, what do you got going on this year that you're looking forward to? Uh,
2: well, if you just Google my name, you will have hours of reading. Most of it untrue. If it's on a got site, it's probably not true. But um, I have an account on IMDB that has, uh, you know, like the on-screen uh, stuff that I've done. Uh, I have a YouTube channel and then, uh, I'm most active on Instagram, uh, for social media. I mean, I've got a Facebook and a Twitter, but I'm hardly ever on them. Uh, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm very busy, so I don't really get to social media that much. But this coming year, you know, Frog and I just launched this podcast that we're excited about that we're kind of doing. And, um, I'm focusing hard on, uh, my YouTube channel. I mean, with COVID happening, That gave me a lot of opportunities to be at home and to come up with ideas of things that I could do from home. And I think that's going to be a game changer for a lot of people who, you know, were used to going to work every day that are now working from home. So I've got a lot of little projects on the side like that that I just want to expand on and and work on. And, you know, and I'm still uh, on TV. So, um you know, they can catch me there. You can always find me doing something. I mean, I've always been like that in my whole life. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 18. Uh, I've owned many different businesses, you know, some that failed and some that were successful. But I get bored very quickly uh, with work. So I'm always trying to find a new project to, you know, work on or whatever. But, um you know, uh, there's a lot of information online. But, you know, I'm a simple guy from Charlotte, North Carolina. Southern raised, uh, you know, didn't grow up in Hollywood or New York or Miami and the big cities. Yeah, I mean, I hope I stay busy. You know, I think depending on what ends up happening with COVID, man, whenever this thing is over uh, and life can kind of return back to normal, then maybe my plans will change. But right now, um, just the podcast and the YouTube – actually, the podcast is on, I don't know if you have heard of, OnlyFans. Uh, but that's, yeah. uh, where me and Veronica do the podcast on OnlyFans and then I do the, uh, the YouTube thing by myself. So,
1: well, awesome. Well, Tim, look, it's been an honor, pleasure to have you on, man. I'm really, really appreciate you taking the time to share uh, a little bit about your parenting experiences. I'm um, looking forward to seeing you, uh, continue to shine in the future, brother. And, uh, if I'm ever out in Charlotte, uh, my wife and I have always talked about coming out to, coming out to, uh, charlotte and kind of seeing that area it's one of the one of the areas that we have yet to touch but uh, if we ever come out there i'll be sure to look you up
2: hey that sounds good thank you so much for having me man i I think it's a great thing what you're doing fathers do not get uh the respect they deserve that's something i truly believe and for all you dads out there uh keep doing what you're doing because uh Being a father, I think, is crucial for a child. I mean, the the mother obviously is the mother, but a father is just as important. And don't let society trick you into thinking that what you do doesn't matter because it does. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thanks again, Ken. All right. Have a good one.
0: Thank you again to Tim for talking with me on Data. As you heard, Tim has played such a significant role as a dad, and his relationship with his daughter will continue to grow because of it. Please make sure you check out Tim on TV, his vlogcast YouTube channel, and his custom gun store. To learn more about who Tim is, please check out his Instagram page, as you heard in our interview. Tim certainly represents the Data community very well. Thank you, as always, for listening to the show, and as I said before, please subscribe. It is also so important that you share the show with others. The only way the show continues to get noticed is if you're sharing it. If you have comments or questions, please let me know. You can message me on my Instagram page at Podcast. I read all your comments and questions and respond to them all. As always, I'm your host, Brian Ward. Thank you for listening. This is Data.